y'all this is matt hicks the ff educator back at it here to continue our summer scouting series we've done two sets of running backs now it's time to get into the highly hyped highly anticipated 2023 wide receiver class before we jump into the four players that we're going to profile here want to make sure folks know that this episode as always is presented by patreon patreon.com slash rookie big board it's going to get you access to my in-depth scouting notes you're actually going to hear me reading off of them on top of all of that for just three bucks a month you get my devian dynasty rankings consensus dynasty and devi rankings asked access to the discord cff insight so so much more but I don't want to sit here and plug the Patreon all day. I want to start getting into some of these wide receivers. Let's go ahead and start here with the guy highlighting the top of the class. I think for most folks, wide receiver one is either this player or potentially somebody we're going to talk about in part two of the wide receiver summer scouting series. We're going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba right off the bat. My goodness, is it exciting when I talk about JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Let's start here with the recruiting profile. As always, we're talking about a five-star recruit. He was wide receiver five in the 2020 class. He was 29th overall in the nation. So top 30 overall prospect here, all positions, offense, defense in the 2022 class, fifth out of the state of Texas. I mentioned that just to point out how stacked the state of Texas is when it comes to recruiting. Now, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, he had 20 offers coming out. The other ones he was considering was Arizona State, Arkansas, Boston College, and Cal. And clearly he made the right decision here going to wide receiver factory in Ohio State. Despite having to wait to get on the field, he exploded last season with some ridiculous stats. Actually led the way for Ohio State in terms of production, despite the fact that he shared that offense with two first-round picks from the 2022 class in Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Now, JSN has a verified 4.59.40 time from the opening finals, or the opening regional, I'm sorry, that would have been in 2019. I expect that he will time even higher than that when it comes to Indianapolis here. He played in the All-American Bowl, the opening finals. Pretty much any honor you could have gotten through the high school recruiting process, JSN was on that. My NFL draft projection for him is a top 10 selection. He absolutely has the ability to do that. We're going to dig into a little bit about why here in a second, but I like to point out here that I have a high draft capital expectation on him. He comes with a high tape score as well. Now, it starts here for me with the opportunity to contribute. We've seen over the last few years, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, some of these guys that have made quick impacts in the NFL, and I expect that JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba can do the same. Now, he has special speed. He's fast off the line of scrimmage. He burns when accelerating downfield. He consistently separates at all three levels of the field. I'm going to repeat that one because it's really important to me. He consistently separates at all three levels of the field. 
He's a fluid runner whose quickness rivals his pure speed. He has a good catch radius. He shows the ability to extend for off-target passes. He reacts and tracks underthrown balls very well. Now, he's a threat after the catch as well. He shows good field vision. He shows elusiveness. He shows confidence when running with that ball in his hands. Now, getting into his route tree, it's about the effective comeback route. It's about his quick footwork, and it's about the threat of his speed. The threat of his speed creates space consistently. He runs a smooth out route. It allows him to be an effective underneath option too. So I think if you pull JSN highlights, you're going to see him working into the deep level of the field. You're going to see big bombs, his ability to take the top off the defense. But don't sleep on his ability to create routes underneath, right? His ability to get space underneath. And those things play hand in hand, obviously, but it's really important, right? Because that's how you create volume and you're not just a hit or miss, boom or bust type fantasy football guy. There's a lot to like about JSN here. Now, like I said, I think he's going to make a quick impact in the NFL and I think he's going to end up being a top three, top two, potentially top one, even in a super flex league rookie pick in your 2022 NFL drafts. I really like JSN. All right, let's go ahead and jump into somebody you might know just a little bit less about here. And if you're watching me on YouTube, you can actually see me clicking through my notes in between because I'm literally reading off of the summer scouting reports that you could have full access to. I'm pulling bits and pieces of each one for the video or the episode, depending on whether you're listening or watching. But again, head on over to Patreon and get access to these full summer scouting reports. You can read them in depth and detail at your own pace, however you would like. All right, Jordan Addison, formerly of the Pitt Panthers, the Belindikoff winner, best wide receiver in college football, according to the voters in 2020, 2021. And now in 2022, he's going to head across the country to USC. All right, yes, he transferred. Maybe he did it for the bag. Maybe he did it for Lincoln Riley's offense. I frankly do not care. It doesn't affect his upside as a fantasy football prospect. Now, Jordan Addison, still a great recruit, a little bit lower here, a four-star recruit. No shame in that. He's the 10th athlete in the 2020 class, so he was actually classified as an athlete when he was being recruited. He was 12th out of the state of Maryland, 275th nationally he was out of frederick maryland western maryland i always like to give my shout outs to the maryland area he had 12 offers coming out of college and this is what's interesting you know he ends up at pitt the only other power five offer he had was umd university of maryland so in just a couple years jordan addison goes from deciding between pitt or umd to end up being at in uh, a highlighted piece of one of the most prolific offenses in college football lincoln riley's usc offense right that's really interesting to me. Now, 247 Sports also reclassifies and re-ranks players when they enter the transfer portal, right? So as a transfer, Jordan Addison was a five-star. He was third overall in the 247 recruiter rankings. They gave him a 0.98. A 1.0 is the best you could get in 247. So really, really highly thought of. He certainly improved from his original four-star recruiting rating. Now, when it comes to Addison, I think what's going to jump out the page at you is that deep field threat ability, right? So start here by reflecting on his speed, specifically with that acceleration. He accelerates well into the deep third of the field. He displays quickness in the short field and elusiveness after the catch. Now, I like when wide receivers can show both acceleration ability and quickness because those are two different things. 
and they reflect two different ways to win. And when you get to the NFL, you need that full toolkit, right? You need that versatility. And depending on the offense that you get put in, that quickness or that acceleration may become even more important for you. So I like that versatility that Jordan Addison brings to it. He brings fluidity and footwork to his game. He breaks defensive backs through his routes. He runs a nice comeback route, a solid drag route, an effective curl route. Now, Addison tracks the ball well. He reacts well to off-target passes, and he displays a nice ability to go out there, stick his mitt out there, and grab a ball out of thin air. Now, I do have some reservations with Jordan Addison. He's coming in at 6-0-175, and certainly that's not a limitation. We're going to talk about a few wide receivers that are coming in right now, sub-190, sub-180. Now, five years ago, that might have been a bigger deal. That might have been a bigger talking point. But we've seen over the last couple of years that the NFL is not afraid to take guys weighing in a little bit lighter with top first-round draft selections, Jahan Dotson, uh, Devonta Smith, right? So we're seeing this trend. That worries me a little bit, but not as much as his simple route tree. I think he really relies on his speed to separate. Otherwise, I see Jordan Addison get jammed at the line of scrimmage a decent amount. Now, that scares me a little bit because he's not facing press coverage a ton in the ACC, right? And he's not going to face press coverage a ton in the Pac-12 either but he is going to face press coverage a lot in the NFL. And if he doesn't have the ability to separate and not be jammed by Pac-12 or ACC defensive backs, he's not going to have the ability to do it at the NFL level. So that is a legitimate concern for me when it comes to Jordan Addison. But remember, it's my motto. In summer scouting, it's not a weakness. It's an area for improvement. So I want to see Jordan Addison uh, be able to get off of defensive backs, not get jammed at the line of scrimmage, not get jammed downfield. And it's going to be interesting because he might not get the opportunity to really show that too much. Again, he's not going to face a ton of press coverage playing in the Pac-12. So does he get that, that press coverage against Oregon? Does he get it against Washington, right? Teams that can put a little bit more press coverage out there. They have the defensive back personnel to be able to do that. That will be really interesting for me to see. Potentially against Notre Dame, you might see press coverage, right? So Jordan Addison is somebody who, who I'm excited about. He's certainly still graded high on the rookie big board, but I am proceeding with a little bit of caution here. Now, the first two guys I mentioned, JSN and Jordan Addison, those are top tier guys. That's pretty consensus across the board here. You could put JSN, Butte, and Addison. Uh, mix those three guys up, put them in any order you want, and you've got an argument right? These next two guys I'm going to talk about are a little further down board, but they're important guys uh, to be point out for a few different reasons, right? My summer scouting, I don't just like to read off of my rankings and kind of do point by point, right? I'm trying to give you an overall view of the class. And so I want to point out somebody who's gaining a lot of momentum. And I actually waited on this guy because I didn't want this to be my Tennessee Vol homerism factoring in here, but I had to talk about Cedric Tillman because the buzz is building. I have other analysts asking me about Cedric Tillman, so I feel confident that this isn't my homerism pushing up a volunteer's wide receiver. Let's talk about Cedric Tillman. 6'3", 215. He's a big body build, right? Now, let's dig into a deeper recruit. We're talking about a three-star recruit coming out. 1,677th nationally, 246th wide receiver in his class. He had four offers. He had four offers. All right, Addison had 20. JSN had 20-something. Cedric Tillman had four offers. Tennessee, Hawaii, UNLV, and Weber State. My goodness, are we happy? Is he happy that he ended up at Tennessee, that the Vols saw something in Cedric Tillman because they put him in a position to win this past year? He's a physical presence along the sideline. 
He displays great body control. He always puts his body in a position to win, and he maintains the ability to consistently win contested catch situations. Tillman displays reliable hands, reacts well to off-target passes. Now, Tillman isn't a burner. He's not a pure athlete, but I think he moves fast enough, and he moves athletic enough. Now, these are traits that are hard to see on tape, right? And so I always proceed with a little bit of caution without verified results, right? Which we usually don't get from the from the guys that are below five or, or high four stars, right? We don't get the opportunity in high school to get those reliable verified results. But I proceed with a little bit of caution here because this is the type of guy who could be look fantastic on tape, look fast enough on tape, go to Indy, run a four, six, five, and all of a sudden you're sweating it, right? Is it even going to go day two? So proceed with a little bit of caution here, but Cedric Tillman currently comes in at a 7-0 in the rookie big board rating. For those who have been around a while, you know that's a low-end weekly starter. You know, So looking at somebody who could find himself as that wide receiver three through wide receiver five range uh, within his first season, that's my long-term projection. There's a lot to go with Cedric Tillman, but if you think about the impact of some of these bigger-bodied wide receivers over the last couple of years, red zone targets with the ability to stretch the field, right? that is a nice combination here for Cedric Tillman. So the key will be, is he able to produce and is he able to test well? If those two boxes get checked, then we have somebody who six months from now we're going to be a lot more excited about. All right, so that was maybe a little bit of homerism there, but I had to throw Cedric Tillman in. He graded out well for me. Somebody else who did grade out fine, he graded out as a 7-2, so low-end weekly starter, but I don't think he graded out as high for me as he is across the consensus, this will be the last wide receiver we talk about here in part one of summer scouting. Again, remember, there will be part two of summer scouting. We'll get into some of these other exciting wide receiver prospects because there's certainly more than four. Quite frankly, there's more than eight. I bet after we do quarterbacks, we end up circling back to wide receivers for another four or six. Quinton Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU, 6'4". 193. Good size here. Now, Johnson was a four-star recruit. He was 71st nationally, so a high four-star recruit in the 2020 class. He was the 14th wide receiver in that class. He had 11 offers. He chose TCU over Texas, Arizona, and Baylor. Be interesting to see him in that Texas offense, especially this year, but nonetheless, he's at TCU, and I think the word for me, and even the folks who are high on Johnston, I think the word that they're going to mention within the first sentence is raw. He's a raw prospect, and the other word that they're going to mention is athletic. So he's a raw prospect whose athleticism and contested catchability are justifiably getting people excited about him, right? There's a lot of upside with Quentin Johnston, but quite frankly, we haven't seen a lot of production. And quite frankly, folks, he is playing in a tough system for his skill set to really be shown in. Now, what we can see on tape is that he combines that big man size with good acceleration and with a nice boundary presence here. He's a dangerous combination of traits for fantasy football, right? So kind of similar to what I was just talking about with Cedric Tillman, that big man ability, but mix in a little bit more athleticism and you have a really exciting high upside type prospect. He displays the ability to go up and win contested catch balls. He can burn in a straight line along the boundary. He displays good vertical ability. He displays the ability to aggressively block. Now, 
Despite his highlights, and this is what I'm alluding to here, the game leaves plenty to be desired. He runs a very simple route tree. And I'm not somebody who knocks route trees, right? Because route running, it's a lower trait. I've talked about this a ton. For me, relative to others, I weigh route running less. But when I say simple route tree, I mean, I'm seeing go routes and comeback routes, right? That's pretty much what I'm seeing. He lacks fluidity after the catch. And for somebody who is being hyped up as a hyper athlete, I want to see some elusiveness. I want to see some yak potential, right? I wasn't able to see that on the 2021 tape. Now, I did see TCU trying to get him involved. I did see TCU trying to work him on end arounds, trying to give him targets in the flat. And maybe that's just a reflection of the system, right? Maybe he gets into the NFL. He gets with a creative-minded coach. He gets with players who can create space around him and he becomes you know Debo Samuel-esque for lack of a better comp he's a little bit bigger than Debo I wouldn't call him Traylon Burks but right I think that's the hope right he's kind of in that flexibility type guy versatility you can move him around the field not quite seeing that with Quinton Johnson yet but I'm not saying we couldn't get there right so for me it's projection if I'm playing in Debbie leagues it's not somebody I'm buying right now but if I have him on my roster I'm not panicking Right. I'm not selling him right now because I do think he has the ability to see his draft Scott, his draft stock skyrocket, but it's not there yet for me. So I hate to end on a sour note here, but I wanted to point out that it's not all, you know, for me, I like to give an honest summer scouting review, right? I'm excited about JSN. I'm excited about Jordan Addison. I think that there's a lot of upside with Cedric Tillman. And I think there's plenty of upside here with Quinton Johnson. But part of summer scouting is saying, what do we need to see to get them to where we need them to be for fantasy football value? And if guys like Tillman and Quinton Johnston do perform, do see their value increase, my goodness, they're going to push up the value of this wide receiver class. Because we talked about two studs here at the top. We're going to get into at least two more, if not three more studs in the part two of our summer scouting series. So my goodness, the hype could be real, folks. The hype of this wide receiver class could be real. And guess what? We're going to continue building it. That hype is only going to continue to increase at least until we get to January, February, March, April of next year. You're going to want to make sure that through all of that hype, you are a part of the rookie big board community. If for no other reason, folks, $3 a month gets you access to the Discord. That alone is enough. It gets you full access to my summer scouting reports. We're up to 20 plus. We're adding more every day. It's worth it at $3. And then Devi Dynasty Rankings, Rookie Rankings, CFF Insight. My goodness, there's so much there. Do me a favor. Give it a shot. Just give it a shot for one month. Patreon.com slash rookie big board. Patreon.com slash rookie big board. As always, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.